Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast, and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second? I'm Ashley Young, here with Natalie Zamora. We are super excited to keep this season rolling. Katie has been an absolute icon, and she proved it again last night. As always, I'm itching to jump to the end of the episode because that's where they give me all the most exciting drama. But we're going to dive right in with a recap. Natalie, what did you think of last night's episode? I really loved it. This one was my favorite so far. I think it was just hilarious. Um, really, really great moments. And I think that it highlighted more so Katie's connections with the guys. Of course, there were dra- there was drama and a new addition, but all of it was just so fun, chaotic and not like depressing, chaotic that I enjoyed it. Depressing, chaotic is <laughs> always what we like get hung up on. Yeah, I know. I love to be like, I don't want to talk about that. And I spiral down the rabbit hole, <laughs> but we love a little spice, a little chaos, but nothing too emotional. The world is a sad place. I don't want it from The Bachelorette. I want to enjoy a few laughs. Um, we got to talk about Blake because he's finally here. Um, we are in a fantasy bachelor league. And the question of the week was, do you put Blake in your lineup? I did. Did you? Yeah, I ended up doing it because I really thought they were going to do one of those. Like, of course, they were teasing him in the previews, but I thought it was going to be in the very final moments. He was going to turn around and like wave. And then that was it. Like no speaking, no nothing. So I was like, all right, what are the chances he'll actually win me some points? But I did add him in. Yeah, I think I'm still dead last in the league, but I did put Blake in my lineup. So I got to check my, my scoring recap. I haven't done that this week. But I have to admit, it was nice to see him. Um, I Katie even outwardly said in the show that they had exchanged some DMs. Yeah. I love the social crossover of <laughs> trying to keep the show a secret, the relationships that happen when we're not filming, this added layer of like connectivity that is factored into the show nowadays. I live for it. And I love that Katie confirmed, you know, on this producer pieced episode that they have in fact talked in the dms and she seemed a little flustered by his arrival you could tell she had some butterflies yeah she was really into him it seemed like so i mean i still don't know how i feel about him i just feel like it's stupid to bring him back but she likes him so we'll see it was definitely the same exact situation though with um nick Vial and caitlin bristow when he came on her season because they had talked a little bit before they got to know each other. But now like this franchise has no rules. It's fine, but let's just admit it has no rules. <laughs> and I think that is the perfect point. Like we need to break away. I know if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. But I think the bachelor franchise can do a better job of, like you said, throw the rules to the wind, mm-hmm. try some new things, lean into the chaos that is the DMs that is Instagram yeah. and network of, you know, bachelor alums constantly interacting with each other. I think it should be played up a little more on the show. Um, but my girl, Katie, she was unwell <laughs> and I, I'm kind of with you. I said, I was excited to see him, but I still don't get it. I don't like where did he come from? Um, he seems sincere though, which is the theme of this you know season that people aren't there for the right reasons. He seems excited. 
Yeah, he does seem really sweet. And now I'm wondering, like, I still don't know exactly why I didn't like him. I just got a weird vibe <laughs> from him on Tasha's season. Like, I just thought he was creepy and I can't really remember exactly why now. But I'm sticking with that. He was weird. Um, but it could have just been a bad edit. He could actually be super nice because he seems nice. But I don't know. I, I just don't know. I'm with you. If there's one piece of advice, like universal advice in dating is trust your gut. Right. Yeah. So if your gut is saying he's creepy, <laughs> latch onto that and don't forget that you felt that way because something's up. I feel like he might have had a few like bad bro-y, like mm-hmm. frat guy type jokes. Um, yeah. I was just like, that didn't hit for me, but I, I don't know. I'm a a fan might be a stretch, but teetering on, I'm a fan of his arrival. I love the chaos. I love the broken rules of show up whenever. Um, But he hasn't like been presented to the house yet. You know what I mean? Like he's still not really on the show. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, okay, the drama hasn't even started with Blake yet. I know, I know. And I'm glad I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I'm glad that Thomas went home before Blake entered because that was two and that like both situations together would have just been too much. I think like, I think the guys just would have like mind exploded. Like this is too much to compute. And they do seem like <laughs> such a nice group of men. Yeah. Like um, I think it was Andrew S last night was talking about, you know, like these guys on the group date, like they're my close friends. They're my boys. Like, you know, at this point in the season, we see the bonds happening. We see the connections amongst friends mm-hmm. and to have someone toxic like Thomas and then hit him with a Blake. I like these guys. Like, I don't want to have them too frustrated or too heartbroken. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you. Let's space out and pace ourselves with the letdown <laughs> that we have to have these nice men experience. Yeah, exactly. And I, I agree. It's it's awesome also to see the connections that the men are forming. Like they're they all seem all, almost all seem super, super genuine. I really like them. Right? I I don't know. I love it. <laughs> I love everyone having fun. I think after the year we've had where we haven't really been out in, in large, maybe you have, but you shouldn't have been out in large yeah. group settings for the majority of the past year. And I think I forgot how nice it is to see people like hang out and interact. Um and it just makes me my heart warm. Um, it's cute as I'm in my living room, like alone from everyone. But <laughs> it's nice to see them interact. They're cute. Um, we'll pause on the, the Thomas drama because we opened the episode with it, but it's it's a broken record. They they don't trust them. They don't like them. I want to talk about the group date because yeah. I was very charmed. I was charmed by it. Yes, I loved it. And I feel like it was super low budget, similar to, I feel like Tasha had a similar date a group date on her season where they just had to do a bunch of random things and eat a bunch of random things, which is just hilarious because you get to see the guys interact with each other. They're clearly having a good time. So they had to eat hot peppers and then bake proposed her, which was hilarious. They had to wax the hairiest part of each other's body, (laughs) which like, Oh, I was like screaming. My boyfriend's sitting next to me, like half watching it. And he just has like, straight face watching it and I'm like is there something wrong with me this is hilarious like what the hell it is Uh, waxing the wax let's talk about it because (laughs) waxing doesn't feel good no but I don't think that it feels as bad as television or like oh yeah on social like we'll make a video about it it's not that bad and if you behave like that in a public wax room (laughs) like the walls are thin people can hear you scream don't do that but 
I would never in a million years let someone who is not a trained like wax person yeah. touch my body or my body hair because there's no way they're doing it right. And they went in, they like waxed his what his lower yeah. back yeah I know I kept staring at it and I was like his back but I'm like no there's the black box it's his butt crack like that's literally what's happening right now <laughs> and like I said there's no way that they're doing that like lay the wax the way it's supposed to go pull against the grain no. you know apply pressure after you pull the strip like they were just raw dog in it like going in mm-hmm. and laughing through the pain but also that's a bonding experience. Like once you've waxed a man's, I say, I guess I'll say butt crack. Once you've <laughs> waxed a man's crack, there's no going back. As they say, that is an ancient saying. Yeah. I mean, that was hilarious. I, I mean, somebody else did just like a piece of like their leg hair and I was like, all right, yeah, that seems more reasonable. Like whose idea was it to do the butt crack? I, I want to know. <laughs> I love it. it was like the, the poor camera person is like, I know. The butt? like I know. they're like looking at what should we do? And the producers are like, well, here's an option. If you want camera time, <laughs> yeah. some TV moments, some virality on social media. Um, all right. Maybe this is a hot take. So no, no one come for me. But if you agree, I feel like I could use some support. Greg. <laughs> oh, that was so weird. I I, uh, I don't know. He's losing me a little bit. Like, yeah. I don't think he's bad. I just was kind of cringing. And it's hard for me to, like, look past the secondhand so embarrassment I felt of him whispering, quote, sweet nothings was, like, the dare. His accent that he put on, the messages he was sharing. <laughs> it's like, Greg, babe, like, let it go. This is it. We all have our strengths. This is not yours. And that's okay. But you just had to do it in front of like all of America on national like primetime television. It was so cringy. Yeah, I was like, what the hell are you saying? It was hilarious because he was like, oh, can you guys hear this to like Katie and Tisha? And they're like, no, of course not. And he's like, "Okay, cool. And does whatever he proceeded to do and whatever accent that was describing the states in America. Which I was like, why did your mind even go there? I was cringing so hard to the point where I was like half covering my eyes. And I was like, "Ah, this just seems like I'm listening to something that I should not be listening to. Yeah, that was that was not good. That was rough. So I know he's a fan favorite. And he like had such a high week one week two Mm -hmm. performance, if you will, but he's losing steam. So um, I'm sure we'll see more of him as the season goes on. But he, he got docked a little low on my list this week. He's falling through the rankings. Um, yeah. I'm not sure because, if he's actually an actor now because what was that? Well, that must be why his acting credits are like zero because he's a bad <laughs> actor. Like, we all would love to be an actor. It looks like a really fun and rewarding artistic and creative career choice. Mm-hmm. But it's not for everyone, myself included. I could never. I was going to no. try and like attempt his accent that he put on. <laughs> and I know it would just be an awful hypocritical mess. So good luck. Honestly, if you were a casting producer, you're like, all right, he has the following. Put him in our production because he has a fan base mm-hmm. and people are curious. They saw that. No, that man's not getting cast yeah. in any Western film anytime soon. That Texas like accent he put on. 
rough, rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, waxing by far my favorite. I'm glad you liked it too. I'm a cheap laugh. Yeah. Um, I didn't really get the the overeating dare where they had to eat like copious amounts of, of pasta and, and Twinkies. Yeah. I feel like that was just like a, they had nothing else to put in. They're like, just make them like eat <laughs> like hot dog eating contest, but with Twinkies. Right. Yeah. Like, they're like hot people are scared of calories. Yeah. Like, this feels a little like a touch problematic, a touch. I know, especially because they listed the calories for each each thing it's like uh all right sure and I think it was Mike who ate the ate the Twinkies and he was like if I get fat from this I hope she still loves me I was like I don't know Mike this is fat phobic but anyway we don't want to complain too much because it was a good episode Mm -hmm. and it was cute I love a good hot pepper that will always be funny to me people not able to handle spice that's like me at any restaurant ever (laughs) my white really just like screams out in tears (laughs) with the most minimal spice um but they were it was a cute date all in all I love the challenges and like you said their personalities really do shine through during events like this when they're not fighting about who's there for the right reasons yep it was cute it was cute um but then we went right back to the drama yeah we had a cute wonderful date they're talking about bonding And I'm curious what your take was on this conversation, because you have two camps of the Thomas dilemma, right? There's one, not not my relationship, not my problem. I'm not Mm going to touch it, which I think is where I fall, Mm -hmm. is if I know what I have to offer, I don't care about other people. And if someone doesn't see that or doesn't feel the same, on to the next one. Mm -hmm. But the other side of the argument is, if we care about Katie, we owe it to her to explain or alert her that Thomas is shady and not here for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And things got really, really heated because everyone's arguing about whether Katie should know. So I'm curious what your take is, what you would do yeah. and if you think this debate is absolutely ridiculous. I saw both sides on this one and usually I don't usually I would be the person that's like just don't even bring it up because then you're gonna start drama then she's not gonna know who actually started the drama if it was something like Carl where it came out of nowhere and it's like maybe he was talking about Thomas but we didn't know um then I think don't say anything but if I was Katie I would want to know So I don't know, because it was a very specific instance of Thomas saying like, yeah, I had the idea of becoming the bachelor when I came on. Like, that's something very specific instead of telling her like, oh, I just don't like him. He has bad vibes. So I think I don't know. I saw both sides, but I would I will say like I would want to know that. So I don't think I would say anything because I'd be too scared. She would just send me home. (laughs) But if I was the bachelorette, I'd want to know. I feel that as a bachelorette, I'd want to know, but I also know me and I'm always skeptical of people who are like gossipy. Yeah. Why are you bringing this up to me? Like, it's not your place. So I wonder how I would receive that information, but I feel you want to know, you don't want to waste your time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I'd take the Natalie route as well and just be (laughs) like, she should really know. Right. Like (laughs) you should, why don't you go tell her? Oh, do you want to go talk to her? Let her know. Like, yeah, yeah. Let someone else do the dirty work. Exactly. Um, and I'll reap the benefits of a toxic free house. So <laughs> yeah. I like that approach. Like as long as someone else does it, it'll be a win-win situation for myself. 
Yeah, and it worked out for Trey, who told her, who got the group date rose after Andrew was like, there's no way this guy's getting a rose. I was, I, was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked. But Katie doesn't see Trey being like, he, he went ballistic. He was so fired up. I feel like most people by that time in the day, you've been drinking, out, filming, probably haven't slept yeah. well, a little groggy. He was like, on one (laughs) adrenaline pumping and I was with Andrew like chill bro it's not that serious um but like you said it worked out so clearly I know nothing (laughs) I need to know how this show works by now and typically I think letting the bachelorette know that people are shady works out in your favor for the most part yeah I I was surprised though at how passionate he was especially Greg was like laying there with like his whatever jacket over him like he was not okay it looked like they would been up for like 20 hours and then Trey was just like nope this is happening right now so respected I guess I mean I think his intentions were good intentions were pure execution aggressive but it got the job done message received delivered received Again, Greg, just looking a little like sluggish in the corner. Yeah. Again, if you're an actor, put on a brave face. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Do you want to be here? He's just disappearing into the, the background for me. Mm. Um, but we know that's how the show goes. You ebb and flow until yeah. next thing you know, it's hometowns. So it was wild. But like you said, Katie appreciated it. She, you know, gave the the rose out and I know nothing about bachelor <laughs> strategy. So every week I'm reminded of that, that I would be, I would be the Greg on this show. Like, let me go <laughs> home and sleep. This is miserable. <laughs> I can't Same. do an accent. Yeah. That would be me. <laughs> so I think Katie handled it well, um, all in all. Um, but that's kind of been the theme every week is she's always getting hit with a, another guy that's there for the wrong reasons. And mm-hmm. I don't know. She deserves better, but she handles it well. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I agree. Oh, Katie. Um, you know, I am thinking back to also Blake, not to go 180 here. <laughs> I know that part of the show is dating a million people at a time. Mm-hmm. But the way in which Tasha brought up Blake as someone <laughs> from my past was so dramatic. Yeah, I don't know if I could date a friend's ex, even though I know Tasha and Katie are like, you know, best friends for 20 years. Mm -hmm. The way she was like, well, someone from my past, I didn't want him, even though I care deeply about him. Someone I ultimately rejected is really interested in you. And again, intention so good, but I'm watching Mm -hmm. that. I was kind of like, okay, if my friend was telling me this, I'd be a little like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I know it was really weird language. And I feel like maybe producers were like, say something vague so we can use it in the preview without like giving away what it means. <laughs> Cause it did sound like someone from my past. It's like, all right, your ex-husband, like, who are you talking about? Okay. When she phrased it that way, I was like, is this a redirect? Maybe it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you said, we've been so conditioned to watching the same previews and commercials. Yeah. For weeks on end. We're not used to seeing like preview one week getting our closure the next week. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Tasha has been married. So the way she acted like it was like someone very, very, you know, near and dear to her heart, which I'm sure Blake is this, this whole <laughs> filming sounds like a traumatic experience that I'm sure they all bond over. But I was like someone from my past. It was so cryptic, definitely producer language, mm-hmm. but 
was like, Katie, girl, you're a better person than I am because I would not have been receptive <laughs> to that news. I know. Like, What's wrong with him? Why do you want him? What's the catch? I know. I also just love from my past, like from like two months ago, from your past. Like this is all taking place in like the same year and a half. <laughs> what is happening? Like, yeah, my, someone from my first quarantine, yeah. you, you can have him. We've all aged, to be fair, though, like 10 years in the past year. So yes. it does feel like someone from her past. Watching that season was not that long ago. And I think I personally have like aged 20 years since mm-hmm. we watched Taste. That feels like I was a different human being. <laughs> this is true, actually. Right. So, yeah. So I respect it. Maybe I'm being too harsh on the language. <laughs> the trend here. I'm too harsh. Um <laughs> But it was a cute moment. And again, I don't think I would have appreciated that scene if it was coming from Chris Harrison. No. I, know, I know I'm not a Chris Harrison like <laughs> fanatic in the way that some people really miss having him on, on the show. But I do love the like woman to woman as someone who was the bachelorette on the show, whatever. It's a really nice sense of connection and understanding. And I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I would have hated if Chris Harrison introed Blake. It would have been so annoying. It would have been the same thing as Heather Martin coming on some Matt season in the minivan. Like someone just came and like they didn't tell me they were coming. Like at least Taisha was like, he reached out to me, like, you know, here he is, kind of thing. Which obviously the whole thing was staged, but it would felt more natural, not with Chris Harrison. But Heather's I'm still not over that. That is <laughs> the worst plant or producer scene acting yeah Greg's accent the acting like number two strong number two in my book in recent production years I'm like I'm still not over it and like I said I love breaking the rules I love mixing it up except you know how we feel about ending with a rose ceremony like I like my closure on the end of the episode Everything else, though, break the rules, start fresh. Uh, let's try some new things. But the Heather in the minivan was just not not great, guys. Not great. But, no. you know, um, it all worked out for Blake. Tasha's. I love anytime we can get Tasha on the screen. Love yeah. that moment. It was cute. Blake, I think I'm a fan of him on the show. We'll find out. Um, but we're going to take a quick break because we got to dive full. We've teetered on the Thomas chaos, but... We got to go all in because it was truly the highlight of this episode. So uh, we'll be back to talk all about Thomas and the mess he made and how Katie cleaned it up like the queen she is right after this. All right, Natalie, I don't consider myself a gullible or naive person, but Thomas Mm -hmm. is a smooth talker. And when Katie called him out on his, insincerity we'll call it he was very convincing and I can see how he is a master manipulator yeah am I just naive to how gullible I am or do you agree that he is a very smooth talker no I agree and I think it's funny because when Katie was talking to Caitlin and Tasha about it she said you know like I don't know what he could say to change my mind you know what I mean like she was very stern about this isn't going to work. And I was like, yeah, like be smart about it. Don't let him walk all over you. And then they start talking and I'm like, wait, maybe he's not that. 
bad. Like I was getting legitimately tricked by him because it was just funny that she was saying like, they're calling him out for, you know, being insincere, but he's like, no, I'm the most sincere person. I'm telling the complete truth. And I'm like, wait, damn, like, that's true. I don't know. Like, like shame on us. Yeah. We, we are, we, he has been bullied and victimized for being an honest man. I was with you too. I was like, wait, maybe I was too harsh. Like, I mean, he was honest and isn't that what like I preach is most important to me in a relationship (laughs) is honesty. And I was spiraling on my couch, like watching last night. Um, And then I was like, snap out of it. Don't do that to yourself. Um, I know. Katie talked about him. I, I think we're too early in the season for me to like confidently be like who she has a connection to. I'm still like on Mm -hmm. that gray area, but she made it sound like he was a front runner for her. Yeah. And that doesn't help, you know, when someone probably isn't good for you and you have those like honeymoon eyes, you know, you can overlook things, convince yourself of anything. Um, But I, I understood why she was kind of being manipulated because he, he wasn't lying. He was doing like the half truth thing where he was just like, well, who wouldn't want to be the bachelor? And of course I thought about it and everyone else is lying. I didn't say I came on here to be the bachelor. They just asked if I had considered it as a possibility, which who hasn't Mm -hmm. true, 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 true. Oh my God. Thomas has been victimized. (laughs) Thomas has been victimized. Like we have all judged him too hard. And we need to be kinder and more patient. (laughs) And then I was like, no, this man's an asshole. (laughs) Stay focused. Stay the course. I know. And when she was talking to him, too, I was like, oh, she might keep him around. Like, he seemed like he knew what he was saying, of course, because he probably practiced it. He's a manipulator. But I know I was like, well, he's telling the truth. Like, I don't know. And then I started thinking about it more. And the fact that, you know, he said, like, who wouldn't think about it? I'm like, well. I imagine going on the show a lot just because we always talk about it, but I wouldn't want to be the bachelorette. Like, I don't think that far into it. Maybe it's because I haven't been casted, but I don't think that would be a thought in my mind. So yeah, he's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. No, 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 we will do now. Let me stray <laughs> off and be manipulated by his convincing ways. But yeah, you're right. It's like, of course, I don't know. There's a lot of things that I think about that are not going to happen in my lifetime, but I don't know if I'd like actively articulate that they are on my brain. Right. Yeah. I don't know why he said yes. Why didn't he just say like, no, I never thought about that. Why did he say yes? Just to be like, oh, well, I was truthful. How about that? And he paused like the first time they asked him instead of just being like, yeah, who hasn't? Like if he had said that, like, yeah, I'm sure we've all thought about it. Like I've thought about what if I was president? I don't want to be president, but I've been like, (laughs) Truthfully, I've been like, that sounds like the most miserable job. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I've like, it's crossed it. my mind. Yeah, I've, I've thought about it. Um, yeah, but he paused and was like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, Thomas, babe. So, um, you know, we kind of leave that conversation with Katie. I think she has also been bamboozled in the way that I have. Mm-hmm. And he goes back and talks with the guys. And obviously, they hate this man. Mm-hmm. The, the Thomas hatred is very real. And I think I kind of get it for the first time because they see him as a threat and that Katie is kind of being swindled by his smooth talking, by his manipulation. And they obviously can read between the lines. So they're annoyed at him. He tells them they had a difficult conversation. 
And everyone's just pissed that he took time away from them getting to know Katie, which is a totally valid thing is you're ruining our time in the house. You're toxic. You're taking time away from our connections with Katie. He's just a bad seed. And things can spiral so quickly when it's, it's midnight and they've been, like I said, not sleeping for weeks on end. So tensions are high. And I went into the rose ceremony pretty confident that Thomas was going to stick around for a minute. And damn, was I wrong. <laughs> I was so, so wrong. Were you swindled by the redirect commercial break that they threw at us? Yes, absolutely. And I thought that he was going to go home. Like it just seemed like it was it was too much. Like there's not there was just nothing else to say at that point. If they kept him around, like it would have just been disastrous. So I was fully in the mindset of like he needs to go or else the season is going nowhere. Um, but then when she called his name, I literally like screamed no. wrote in our bachelor group chat was like Thomas no and then you guys were like no he's he's actually going home um which was true and she went she sent him packing so she calls his name right and he steps up and we're all you could see the reactions of the guys I'm sure I was making the same bug eyes and Katie, he steps up to her and she takes a step back away from him. Like the body language is so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I don't want to get this wrong. So she (laughs) says, quote, you told me things I wanted to hear, but what I learned about you tonight is that you're selfish, unkind, and a liar. Then Katie hits us with the truthfully cheesiest, but in the moment it felt right line, (laughs) your bachelor audition ends tonight. So get out. And my jaw was on the floor (laughs) and I responded to our bachelor group chat. (laughs) Katie did what she had to do. And I was obsessed. And truthfully, I have a proposition here. I think we should rethink rose ceremonies instead of getting a rose to stay. She should break up with everyone. (laughs) Like Natalie, you are selfish, unkind, get out. Next guy comes up. Like she sends them packing. And I think it would give me a little more spice to the end of the episode. So just a little pitch for the producers out there, because last night was the best ending to a rose ceremony we've had in a minute. In a minute. It was so it was Chef's kiss, beautiful Katie. And his ass packing had me fold. Um, and I kind of like it. Like send everyone, tell me why you're sending them home. I don't care that you have a connection. I want to know why someone's going home. Yes. He did that. I agree. I love that. Especially when there's conflict and you're not sending someone home just because like somebody else is better than you. Like when there's actually a conflict and you want to get rid of someone, you need to say something like when Matt sent Victoria home and they said nothing to each other. It's like, no, you needed to deliver some type of breakup line because it makes it way more entertaining for us to watch. So I agree. And especially when it's a villain, because I'm sure that was so satisfying for all of the men in the house to just be like, okay, she gets it. We were a little worried. She was, you know, being a little bamboozled, (laughs) but I'm sure it was like so satisfying. Um, You know, there is in life, few things I think more satisfying than cutting off like toxic people and just getting Mm -hmm. that bad energy out of your life. Um, And these poor guys were, victim to it like they can't send Thomas yeah. home they're stuck living with him so I'm sure it was a breath of fresh air um but as you said 
they they did the very kind thing of spacing out Blake's arrival yeah Tom is leaving so little do they know I'm sure tensions are going to be right back up as soon as Blake enters the house I know I'm so excited and it's interesting because I feel like the teasers hyped up that now they're going to have some type of issue with Hunter and they didn't show much about like the men being like why did she invite somebody else here so I'm like when is that happening is it not going to be the next episode does Blake like it doesn't make sense because she invites him to stay at the end of this week. So you would assume he would be there in the beginning of next week, but we'll see. Okay. We have to talk about that teaser of Hunter because they make him out to be like an absolute maniac (laughs) with like a violent streak. And I know they hype up these like sporting events, you know, Mm -hmm. macho adrenaline pumping, but the way they edited these pieces, like the sound bites of him doing interviews to like the, like was it rugby or football? I don't know. Whatever game they're playing in like no clothes. Uh-huh. They make it sound like he's out for blood. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe other people are attracted to that, but I was so spooked by how like aggressive and unapologetic he was by his behavior. And again, it could be an edit. Okay. <laughs> I got it. But damn, he was violent and he was proud of it. Like out for blood. Yeah. I have no idea what that teaser was. <laughs> I watched it and was just like, huh, I have no idea what I just watched because that doesn't fit anything that we've watched the past three weeks. Um, yeah, definitely a turn off to act that way. We'll see if that's actually how he's acting, but I have no idea. And if they're trying to just turn someone else into the villain, like we're too far into the season now, give it up. I don't care about the villain at this point. No, the villain should be Katie. It should always be the lead. Yeah. The villain should have the power and it should be whoever is, you know, making the deci- decisions at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see where this Hunter mess leads or if it's just, you know, something to get me to tune in next week. Yeah. Um, Blake obviously has, still has to be introduced. And I love a good, awkward, who the hell are you moment when we have a new cast member arrive. Mm-hmm. Always entertaining for me. And I'm excited because I think, Katie, you know, we're at that point where I pretty much know everyone's name in the house, (laughs) which is always a good turning point in the season. And a little pat on the back, like, yes, I do know who that is. And I think we can start to see some of those, you know, authentic uh, connections starting to form. So this is always the point when we've weeded out half the house. I know who we're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, no more crazy spoilers. And I'm excited. I think Katie's finding her own, holding her own. And so are Tasha, um, as we didn't see what was up with the Where's Waldo sweater. I went and like grabbed a coffee and then came back <laughs> to my desk. And I was like, why are we clowning on her right now? I know I hype up Tasha a lot, but mm-hmm. I got to remember this. There's more than one host. So <laughs> I let my Tasha bias fly on this podcast and same. not going to like any tweets about where's Waldo. <laughs> we have many beautiful women on this show that are also holding their own. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, it's fun. It's been a good season. I'm excited for next week and hopefully it's not too violent. I don't like violence. Waxing butts. Fine. That's enough pain for me, but <laughs> I don't know. We have some producer chaos going on I think. <laughs> yeah I'm looking forward to more one-on-ones I'm super excited about that and yeah anything that's a competition I usually just kind of check out because it's boring to me so <laughs> bring on the fun group dates Katie keep it going I don't care about sports <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I definitely oh, am a sports Sport. brained person. So <laughs> I do love, I do love the sports. We, we balance each other out very yeah. nicely. Um, but I like sports are not violence hunters. So I don't mm-hmm. know why you're trying to like take out your roommates here. Um, so hopefully it's exciting. I, I will pledge to hype up Caitlin a little more in the next couple of weeks. That's, that's my goal for this podcast. Um, Cause she's <laughs> doing an awesome job hosting as well. Yes, um, I do love her. Are just, I do too. I don't know why I just like fall down this this Taisha rabbit hole of she's doing it off. Like Caitlin is such a good personality and a phenomenal host. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see her getting dragged for her Where's Waldo sweater. I'm like, <laughs> she's a beautiful woman, very talented and like, I don't know, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't wear anything online. People are no. going to clown you and beam you for all your worth. So. Yeah. Just another reason not to go on the show. I know we both were considering it for a long time here. Um, I The thought of people from like high school having access to me on national television is too much. That's like an irrational fear of mine, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Never. Never. No, no thanks. So um, you won't be seeing us on your TV screens, but you can listen to the podcast every week. We're recapping Katie's season, reacting to all of the drama and potential violence that this season has to offer. Um, So we hope you guys stay tuned with us all season. Listen, go like and subscribe. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can hear our beautiful, beautiful voices. Um, We hope you join us along for the journey and we will catch you all next week.